For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, part of the Believe Network, the beautiful game of life. Watch the crew. We're this back. Building. We're back again. Back again. Another episode. You know, we got another um, uh, great guest. We'll get to him in a minute. I'm Ramsey Abushala, host. Uh, and editor of OpenPitch.com. I'm joined as always by my fellow co-host, uh, Mr. First One himself, Julio <laughs> Monterosa. Julio, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Another day in paradise. Yes, sir. So, um, another another day, another guest. Another uh, guest. We another got a, MLS player. Another MLS player. Uh, this is, I believe, our third third MLS player. We, the last two, you know, have gone on to do some some really good things after the journalist show. So hopefully. You know, um, the urban pitch boost is real. Yeah, so, so every play, every pitch. every MLS player that's come onto the podcast for some reason uh, in a month span they perform real well. <laughs> I, I yeah, don't know what so, it is. I don't know what it is. So we'll we'll probably bring that up four more times because you know we let we love to you know we love to flex a little bit. But uh, <laughs> without uh, any further ado, we got we got Daniel Stairs of Houston Dynamo in the building. Daniel, what's going on? How are we doing, guys? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready for a nice little monthly boost here. <laughs> putting that out in the world. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it'll, it'll come your way. Just know, you know, it might, not be, it might not be immediate. So if it's like not tomorrow or the next day, you know, you just got to be patient. It's, it, it, it's, it's coming. It's coming. We're, we're on a little break right now anyway. So I can yeah. give it a little two-week buffer and then we can start going. Yeah, exactly. Player of the match is coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh we had you had on the show. We were just talking about it before we started recording, but we had you on the show um, a while back now. I think four, probably four years ago. Um, you're still with LA, but uh, you've since moved here. Uh, you brought your talents to, to Houston. What's that uh, change been like? How are you getting acclimated? Because I know you're an LA guy through and through. Um, what, what's that switch been like uh, now that now that you're uh, uh, in Houston? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's been cool. It's uh, I mean, just seeing a different team, a different organization, different city, all that stuff. Uh, I've been lucky to be in LA for what was it like six, seven years, including the twos. So um, it was, it was cool to start something new and fresh and, and kind of see how they do things here. And um, you know, the city, it's an actually, it's a big city over here. There's a lot of cool things to discover. So just been doing that with the family here and uh, enjoying playing with this group of guys. Yeah, what were some of the things that you needed to get used to? Because I know it's a little bit more humid out there. I um, had a couple friends who moved out to Houston. They said, you know, it took a little bit of adjustment. So what, what were some of the things that, you know, the biggest uh, adjustments you had to make? Uh, yeah, you nailed it on the head right there. That's, that's probably the biggest <laughs> one going from 75 and sunny most days to uh, some different weather patterns over here, a little humidity and, um, you know, some cold when we got here, actually. It was, it was pretty cold the first month when we got here. And now it's starting to get hot, obviously. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one thing just, you know, I had family and stuff in LA, so it's just us now here and getting to know the team and, and some more people out here. Uh, that's something a little different as well. You don't have the comforts of maybe friends and family around. Um, but yeah, and obviously we, we like, me and my wife, like getting out in the city and 
kind of doing things, going to parks, doing um, stuff in the community. So uh, it's it's fun to explore and try new foods, all that stuff. So uh, it's it's been kind of fun in that respect, but I'd have to say the weather is the biggest thing for sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, how about from like a, a, a team perspective? Have you have you seen any big differences from the way things were run in LA Galaxy versus um, in Houston with the Dynamo? Yeah, well, LA's uh, LA's pretty established, and and they're you know trying to get back to the championships they've won and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing can be said here. I mean, they're you got a couple of got, uh, they got a couple as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got some championships. They've been a big club before. Uh, they've been on a bit of a down streak, so we we knew it was, it was kind of a project. That's that's the way it was pitched, anyways. You know, um, brought a new GM, brought a new coaching staff, uh, tried to revamp a little bit of the roster, and uh, our owners obviously willing to spend money and and really trying to make this a go-to destination again, like it was. Um, so it's just a different kind of a different mentality, mindset of what they're trying to do. It's a you know, it's a it's a longer lens. It's it's like I said, a project. It's right. it's not like this has to happen today, tomorrow. It's we need to get better each day and improve ourselves, improve the team, um, all that stuff as we go, and then you know the cards will fall into place. So uh, it's it's been cool to be a part of that. It's taken me personally um, to kind of a different place, uh, whereas before I was just trying to break in and and show my worth and all that, and now I'm over 30 and <laughs> we've got kind of a younger a younger group here um so i feel like in this project it's become kind of my role to help guide along some of that uh, i've had experiences in la and, and different places uh, that i can pass on to some of these guys so i've really tried to take that in as as sort of a, a duty or a role here um so it's it's been cool to to be a part of so far and you guys have a big name coming to Houston. Uh, soon, correct, yeah. Hector? How is the hype between that? A Mexican national team player played for Atletico Madrid. How is that? I mean, we're excited. I think he's only going to help our team get even better and get to where we want to be. We've had a pretty good start, but we want to, you know, push for more. And I think the city's pretty excited about it, too. I mean, there's obviously a huge Mexican population down here. Um, I know when those teams come in and play, the stadiums are full. Yeah. Uh, so I'm expecting the same sort of scenario with him when he gets here. It's going to be fanfare. It's going to, you know, bring some some rise to our team and some eyes on us. And uh, we should really be looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. And, and so so switching to that mentor role now that you have some some years um, on your belt in, in, in the league um, coming up, you had you had a couple of pretty good mentors yourself in L.A., um, with guys, you know, like I think Robbie Keane was there your first year um, on the first team. Some some of the other guys. Um, who were some of the, the mentors that you had in, in LA that you were able to learn from and um, and and take some lessons from and, and pass it on now to some of the younger guys in, in Houston? 
Yeah, I mean, some of those guys, probably the first uh, first few years for me were the biggest influences. But, um, I mean, defensively and the guys that I was working with personally, uh, A.J. Delagarza was a huge mm-hmm. one. Um, Yellow Van Dam, the first year I was there. All right. um, guys like that, guys like Todd Donovan, the first years I was there. Like uh, Some of those guys were very influential in, in just – welcome me uh, aboard and trying to give me the confidence and stuff uh, to play. But then there are other guys like, like Robbie Keane, like you said, and uh, Stevie G, he was yeah, a big one. Yeah. I mean, he, he was like an idol of mine all when Definitely. I was young. Right. When I get to play with him, it's, it's like an unbelievable moment. But um, honestly, and I've told him before, like just the confidence he showed in me, he'll never really know what that allowed me to do. And, and how much confidence that gave me to play. I mean, if a guy like that is is encouraging you and telling you you're doing good things, it's uh, it just makes you want to go out there and play. So um, for me, that was a big one. But yeah, I've, I've been lucky to have quite a group of guys come through LA during my time. Um, so those are just to name a few. So how was it growing up playing soccer? Um, especially, I know you play for one of the best club teams out like, in that generation, DMS 11, how was yep. that? Oh, it was awesome. It was cool. That was, uh, it was a group of guys that actually, we started like U13 or something like that, playing SoCal United. And uh, we had a really good coach, Dan Metcalf, and he ended up forming DMS 11. Um, but we were, we followed him instead of like staying with SoCal or whatever, we ended up following him to Rampage and following him to start his own thing. And uh, it was a pretty cool, like, it was pretty special to just start a club, basically. Like, that was our team that started it. We were the only ones. Um, so it was like, if anyone knew about DMS 11, like, that was that was just us. There wasn't anyone else at that time. No, you guys brought fear uh, to other kids' eyes. Every time your team comes around, number one ranked in the nation, just group of just ballers. So you guys would come in and just scare other teams away. Yeah, you know, we were like, we were like a group of small kids, too. Like, we weren't big or anything. And we would just come in and just pass around these teams and, like, yeah, we had, we had a good group of guys. Like, a few of the guys went on to play and do some things, and uh, some of the guys kind of stopped at college or whatever. But, like, I don't know. So I feel like a lot of those guys really could have made it uh, if things went differently for them. I was just lucky enough to to keep pushing through. But, uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a squad for sure. No, in the coach, I remember the coach playing club. Uh, you guys had an intense English coach yeah, <laughs> in that sideline. Were you playing out there or something? You uh, you see him on the sidelines? Or? Yeah, definitely. He's a uh, he's, he's always a, wearing a suit. He was always wearing a suit. He, no, yeah, he definitely. Way too serious. You know, Julio's a huge. Uh, he's a big youth soccer uh, fan. He's out there on weekends. You know, just <laughs> Not at all. Scouting, I, scouting. I, I, play, I, I, <laughs> I played a little bit. I was a water boy for some teams. Now I'm joking. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> no, I assume so. I assume so. So that's why. No, definitely no. But I, I remember uh, your team was known for winning Dallas Cup. That was a big uh, talk around uh, the soccer world around that time. You guys, yeah. uh, who did you guys beat in that final? Man, that was wild. That was uh, FC Groningen. That was like the highlight of at very least my youth career. Like that was sick. We we played, uh, we just went on a tear. We like tore through everyone in the group. Uh, and we were just, that was probably the best we've ever played as, as a team. And then we played, played like three different of the professional teams on our way to the final and then got to play in that FC Dallas stadium against uh, FC Groningen. And I don't know, we probably took about 50 to 60 crosses in our box <laughs> and somehow walked out with a one zero 
two shot game sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it was, that was cool. No, but yeah, so just, just so the public can know, uh, the Dallas Cup is the biggest youth tournament in the United States. So, like, mm-hmm. first of all, you have to you have to win national, so you even get invited to play Dallas Cup. It's an invitational cup only. So okay. to win that, especially for an American team, there's teams like Tigres that go, like uh, Brazilian teams go as well, teams from Spain. So that's a big cup to win, especially for youth, youth soccer. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw all the, like, different teams that, you know, we watched on TV back then of, like, Chelsea or whatever, it's Barcelona. Time, like, they're sending, they're sending their youth teams here, and, like, that's a big deal to us at the time. And so to be able to win that, it was, like, it was pretty cool. Damn, that's 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 crazy though. Um, so I, I know I know Julio did his did his homework here. Yeah. Uh, what, what else? Oh, yeah. What else? What else do you got? I, I, no, I yeah, I remember. They told me a uh, little rumor. <laughs> they said uh, you had a nickname uh, after coming back for your high school season. Uh, you you left skinny and came back kind of buff. What was that nickname your teammates gave you? <laughs> man, who have you been talking to? <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm like Narwhal here. Julio, yeah, Julio, Julio did his homework, man. <laughs> Been hanging out in the valley. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think that's what it is. No, I know what was the nickname though. <laughs> nah, so my last name Stairs, and uh, yeah, I was always real skinny. I guess I I don't know. Maybe I came back one time and I was just like a little. I've been working out a little bigger, so uh, they called me Steroids. <laughs> that was that was the name that stuck, and so now it's it's kind of there with that group of guys still. So. Yeah. So, what what what's the stuff that you got on? Like, can uh, can you just do, do you know a guy? Can you hook it up? Because yeah, you know, I can't summer. I'll tell you my sources. Cool. On, uh, on air over here. Yeah. No. No. We'll we'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it off air. But but just know you know Julio and I. It's it's, it's no, almost so, summer, so we're trying to get. Yeah. I think it's only working in the belly though. It's not even working anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. We, hey, we kept it clean. Shout out my guy Ryan Capretta, Proactive Sports. Okay. That. All right. In, in Westlake, right? Yeah. 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 That place is sick, dude. 13, 14, so uh, the rest of it, you know, I'll keep that on the field. <laughs> right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you part of the people, that uh, uh, the players that came out on the kicking and screaming as well with DMS? Or you didn't no, make the cut? I missed that. Oh, you yeah. didn't make the cut? Uh, this guy knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I missed that. I forget. It was like, it, it was a mix on, because I was, I was younger for that team, and it was a mix of the older group uh like finished school earlier or something like that mm. and so it was it was directed by dan metcalf my like he did the soccer directing Got it. uh for the whole movie so like he had all of our players who could make it those couple weeks be on the team so i think it was the the main team with the like gladiators the, yeah like the the good team or right, whatever. like right. that's all my club soccer buddies from back in the day uh, Daddy. a couple other guys in there like my brother got a little background shots who shmoo what brother what uh, brother shmoo oh my he's he's in deep he's in deep he's real deep (laughs) no i got some sources we all all got uh they all got a little piece of that it's pretty cool definitely definitely no the reason i found out i spoke to av av i played college soccer with av in arizona western uh, oh, okay. so, a, 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 you can't be revealing yeah, your sources all, you can't nah, be revealing yeah, your yeah, sources nah, I gotta expose no, cause I, you gotta this, protect this, this your is a question. this is alright so we played I played one year college with AV uh, shout out to AV uh, this is the question I have for you was he always that talkative in the field like during practice during games <laughs> bro this guy could talk <laughs> he was a little like he's like 5 foot 2 that you hated on the other team when he was in club and we beat him mm. and then he's like screw it I'm gonna join you guys uh, <laughs> so he came over to our club <laughs> 
No, that's my guy though. That's he he was a baller. He still is a baller. He's still playing with the force, I think, right now. Definitely. He's he's a little guy, so like I don't know if he's given the opportunities he should have, but that dude that dude ball. That ball, yeah. He he played we played two thousand ten together. We won state in Arizona, then he left with you to San Diego. Um Yeah. Yeah, but that guy was yeah. that guy was a baller. I had to defend him in practice. I sometimes go go cleats up, <laughs> and because he wouldn't stop talking, so I was like let me let, let me get him a little little hit so he can calm down. But that would just increase his talk. He would just talk even more once you hit him. Oh so. yeah, that's, that's what he got going. <laughs> that's what really got him going. Damn, so you're in uh, Arizona with him, and uh, there's a couple other guys. Walter and Ed Ponce. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now it makes sense. You got all the. All the <laughs> Nah, that's how yeah. he knows that's how he knows that's back then now i'm washed up so i, I try to play <laughs> i try to play one game uh tuesday and everything still hurts from that day so i'm done <laughs> <laughs> hey you had your time though it was, it was a good time it was there. it was a good it was, it was a great time yeah it, it was fun <laughs> mexico was 15 minutes away so can't complain yeah there you go yeah so so, so so going from your youth days um you know playing playing um and with the club team in high school, you obviously ended up going to San Diego State. Uh, can you talk about the recruiting the rec- recruiting process? Uh, what other schools were in the mix, and and what your experience was like um, in in an Aztec uniform? Definitely, because uh, I, that DMS eleven team had scouts from any team. You guys could have picked any school you guys wanted to. Uh, you would have thought that, yeah. I mean, we were like the number one team in the nation, and uh, a lot of guys had like schools come to them and I had my fair share, but uh, I didn't have any like national team or, you know, I did ODP Mm -hmm. up until like regionals or something like that regional team. Um, So it seemed like some of the bigger ones didn't really look our way or anything. Um, I wanted to, I think I wanted to stay like in California or West coast. So I mostly was like reaching out to those teams. Um, I reached out to a couple in the East coast, like the, the big ones just to see like, uh, UNC and Maryland, like stuff like that. Um, but really, in the end, it was like San Diego State, uh, Cal Poly, UCI. So, so those ones, uh, yeah, those well, those are like the main ones. I mean, Northridge with uh, Yossi and Terry Dabla and stuff like those guys. I knew them personally, but I wasn't going to stay in Northridge. Um, <laughs> you had to get out of the valley. At some point. You got to get out of the valley. No, at hey, some but point, no, you, you also got to move a little bit. Like yeah. UCLA, my parents both went to UCLA, so I was always a, a Bruin growing up. Like that would have been great, but I mean, I don't know if it changed or not. Back then, I was always thinking like freshmen don't really play. Mm. Uh, like if you get lucky, you might you know get your shot or something. Uh, but I wasn't like highly recruited or offered huge scholarships there, so I was I was kind of just trying to go somewhere I was gonna get an opportunity to to break in. Definitely. Yeah, and and do you think that um, the recruiting process since since then to now has changed a little bit with um, kids now being able to go to different academy systems with MLS Pro Next? Um, and I mean, obviously the college route is still there, and there's still players who make it out um, the college ranks into you know whether it's MLS or elsewhere. But um, how do you think that your experience would have changed had it been um, now with the development of the academy system a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot more opportunity with the kids to get into those academies. And then obviously colleges are, are scouting those. And mm-hmm. most of the kids I know from, uh, you know, my years in L.A. with the Galaxy Academy, we'd have guys train with us a bunch or train with the twos. And then you would kind of talk to them and they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to 
see if I can get a contract here for one of these, or I've got like a couple of schools I might go to and they just kind of comes down to a decision at, at that point. Um, so it really, I think it opened up a lot of doors for those guys. Um, however, like, I don't know if the Academy was around, if I would have gone to the LA Galaxy Academy or LAFC Academy, like, I can't just sit here and say like, I would have been playing for them. And so I would have had right. a better opportunity. I, I have no idea. I know they're, I know they're like connected to the clubs out there. Like CBU is a galaxy club, I think, or uh, SoCal. Real SoCal. SoCal might be connected yeah. to one. LAFC. Galaxy. So there's a chance they like kind of pick off from those teams and feed them into the, to the academies. And so, you know, who knows what would have happened at that point, but I think it's, I think we're moving in the right direction. I think it's it's a good thing. People can still play club. Uh, then they can hopefully get selected to go join these academies because they're they're getting all the all the same treatment we get as professionals. Right. They're in there whatever four or five days a week. Uh, they're getting you know talks from nutritionists, from the sports scientists, from like the the lifting coaches and all that stuff. So they're they're getting the full experience stuff we didn't really have back then. Um, and we obviously had more than people before us, but, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like it's going, going the right direction. I don't really know what college is going to turn into. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, some kids are still doing it cause they want to get the degree and mm -hmm. I'm all for that too. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if the top guys are going to keep going to college or, or not. You can still find talent there for them us, but I don't know if like kids are, seems like they just want to go academy and try to make their way up that way. Definitely, because I, I always believed that college soccer was hurting the U.S. soccer in a bit. Because growing up, most of like the top teams are competing against these other club teams. But that 17 to 21, when they go to college, is like a big downfall for our players. And yeah, it's probably because we you only play four months out of the year, and then you can train with the team for NCAA rules. I believe. Yeah, I mean the amount of training and stuff, like compared to what the academies get, is it's crazy. Like they they train every day and all this stuff. We were training two days a week with club. Then we go to college. You'd get like, yeah, four month season. You're playing Friday Sunday games, so you're not really training that much. And then the spring comes around, and they're like, oh, you can only train for an hour three days a yeah, week, and right. the coaches all want to run you anyway, so. It's like, I never understood some of that. I'm like, we have time to get better. Like, let's get better. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen with the college thing. But another thing with that, like to the point of AB and some of these other guys, like yeah. there's some crazy talent that just doesn't make it beyond that because they couldn't go to college or they didn't Definitely. have like what the college needed for them to get in there. And I feel like with the academies now, they can kind of, groom you along and and make that a part of your life if if you're gonna like get into the academy and do that and so i, I think some of those guys instead of falling through the cracks uh could make it yeah that's that's definitely interesting and i think you've seen um you know some of the fruits of the, the that process um paying off with um some of the young american talents that have you know made the way as well to the national team playing in europe whatnot and even on mls um so i think you know, if we just keep taking these steps and, and, and improving, then, you know, the future should keep yeah. on going on that trajectory. Yeah. These young guys are talented. They got, they got a lot of skill coming up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. How was it? Uh, how was it? How was your, uh, your pro path? Because I know it, it didn't start off the best, but 
it, 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 it ended up working good. out. It ended up working, it, it out. Ended up working out at the end. How was that? Because yeah. I know Chivas USA drafted you, and uh, that didn't that didn't end well. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so it's all about the journey, right? Guys? Yeah, right. Yeah, journey, yeah, yeah. Right, right. You look back at it later. Um, yeah, no, just uh, same same thing. Had a good college career, and like you know, was on those draft boards or whatever. Didn't go to the combine, so I was like kind of in the mix, but not. The top top guys uh got picked by chivas thought that'd be a good opportunity and just i was like sick before i got sick that winter or something like right before i went just kind of out of shape didn't really last long it was a struggle like it just wasn't that good mm. uh and they let me go probably like three weeks in the preseason um and so didn't really know what to do then but uh started calling other teams that were interested during the draft and just didn't select me um and was lucky enough to go up to seattle and so i was like yeah let's take this chance give it a try rather than go right back to school or whatever um i was already out for the semester so went up there trialed with them for i think it was like three weeks in march or something like that uh and just felt a lot better did a lot better like played some of their reserve games because they had that back then um so i was allowed to play in those And they ended up signing me in like a summer window re-entry thing or whatever. Um, so I was excited about that. Uh, I'd played some games with the Fusion for, for Open Cup. So like once we lost in that, I couldn't play with Seattle in Open Cup. So I didn't get any of those games, which I was, you know, that's what I was hoping I'd get. So I just played reserve games with them and was kind of timid and like didn't really really put myself out there I was just kind of hoping I'd I'd come back in preseason next year and you know I didn't really know what I was getting myself into as a pro uh so then got let go at the end of that one and just kind of back to square one um and then through the fusion luckily got out to to Wilmington with USL and that was an experience as well <laughs> uh something that I I definitely won't forget and and like going from Seattle had probably one of the top you know, organizations yeah. and still does at the time, but like facility wise, everything was, was top class. And then you go to Wilmington where they're just trying to survive as a, yeah. as a club, small city, like one turf field stadium. Oh wow! Uh, we had like a locker room that was just a little, <laughs> little room that also had like shout, like they, they just didn't have much there. Right. Um, I think I always remember we never had a, we didn't have like a trainer on site daily, which, wow. I don't know. I didn't so think much were, of it then, but now I'm like, I can't believe we were like training and didn't have like someone there to help us. If someone got hurt, wow. I don't know what happened. Wow. You were uh, taping your, your, your own ankles and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we would do that. We'd go to the, the PT clinic, like before training and then drive to our training facility. If we had to do like exercises and stuff, it was just wow. a different thing, like busing overnight to games. Um, I don't think, I don't even know if they do that stuff anymore, but <laughs> Uh, like that was, you know, it's all part of it. it just like drives you even more, you know, like you never yeah. want to go back to that. Uh, so I had a good year there and then had some, some options with, uh, Sacramento starting a new team and then galaxy two called and said they were going to start this new program, uh, they were the first team to do it and just thought it was a good opportunity to be kind of in the eyes of an MLS team um be the first first team first signing essentially of this LA Galaxy team that was my you know childhood team 
Uh, so I was like, why not? Let's do it. And we had, we had a good team. We were like a mix of veteran guys and young guys and academy players. Um, and so we, we made it to like the semis and then the finals, the two years I was there. And uh, both years got looks with like the first team and stuff like that with Bruce. Played a couple games. Like my first game with them was against Club America when they had those friendlies. Nice. And then my second game was against Barcelona in the Rose Bowl. Oh, wow. So those, those are like my first couple of games <laughs> in an actual first team Galaxy jersey and everything. Uh, unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, I was just really pushing to get in there. Did a preseason with them my second year with, with the USL team. So 2015, but got hurt and didn't get to go to like they went to Ireland and somewhere else. Uh, Sweden for preseason so I, oh. I couldn't go there and I mean all these things that just kept happening like kind of pissed me off and drove me even more like I was pretty upset that whole year just playing with the twos um so then when I got my shot in 2016 it was just it was just one game in Mexico where I played because we were down I think uh Yella got an injury I wasn't I was gonna be like third string or whatever and he got injury and I played and Played with confidence, did well, and then he couldn't start the season. Uh, so Bruce picked me to start that first game of the season. Ended up scoring. We won the game 3-1. And it just feels like I, I haven't really looked back since. The DC you know, United game. Enough, it was quick. It was a DC United game, correct? You yeah. Your first... yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember that kind of welcome to MLS moment? Was it scoring the goal uh, or, or was it in practice before, in training? Um, in the Rose Bowl, like, what do you remember that that first time? We're like, wow, like I'm. Wow, yeah. I'm, this I'm is a different MLS. type of yeah. environment. I mean, welcome to MLS and like professional. I I did it uh, for sure. Like I can imagine it still. Like walking through the tunnel for the first time in that DC United game, mm -hmm. just because uh, you know I'm from LA. I looked at the Galaxy. I've been to Galaxy games. I've been on the other side in the in the stands. Um, you know, I used to watch like Kobe Jones and those guys when probably in 96 when I was a little kid, like, uh, so that, that was like for sure the moment for me, I knew my family was out there, like friends were out there. Uh, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that's gotta be a special moment. Has to be. Oh, what was the first player? Like, um, any player did something you were like, wow, I didn't expect this to happen to me. <laughs> Anybody made you look uh, make a Meg oh, from a yeah. player? <laughs> I mean, plenty of times. And I'm sure it started with like Robbie Keane and <laughs> in training, you know, right away. Like he would always, he was deceptive, you know, like he, he didn't have this like speed or super fast or like crazy good moves or anything. But man, this guy was shifty. Like mm. he didn't have to touch the ball or do anything. And he could just give you a little like drop the shoulder and, Make you go one way and then he's gone the other way. And um yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he he did me dirty a couple times in training <laughs> over there. Yeah, and uh, so fast forward a couple of years. Um this is I think right around the time where we spoke to you last, um, was right after that uh Zlatan Ibrahimovic debut against LAFC. Uh were you uh -huh. uh, you obviously were the the assist to his 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 first goal. Um but what was it like playing with him? Is there any like kind of crazy stories that you had with him in the locker room or, or in, in training or, or on the pitch? Um, what, what was it like having him as a teammate? And, you know, what were some of the things that you picked up on from, from him? Because he obviously had a pretty loud uh, run in, in, in L.A. 
yeah i mean he was yeah you've you've heard some stories <laughs> or stuff already what people have said or like uh um you know some people said he was an absolute dick in the locker room and right I mean, he had he kind of had all sides so like he had that and he would get after people some people didn't take it very well some people better than others certain guys he picked on more than others um but he always he always brought it he was always competitive like to a fault probably <laughs> um but that but that's what made him and it was uh it was interesting i mean i wouldn't have traded it for anything to play with a guy like that and experience that um yeah he was he was something else but i mean he would just yeah like you would you would uh we won a couple games that year like one against cincinnati and cincinnati and like i think one one or two zero kind of kept them from doing much we played okay we didn't play great but we won the game and he didn't score or anything and he was just like pissed after the game. <laughs> like you wouldn't have known that we won the game. And this happened multiple times. We were like, you know, we're all feeling good going in. We got a win. And it's like, what the hell was that? Like just pissed <laughs> off. Uh, some, some crazy, you know, getting in people's faces and stuff like that. Um, I mean, shoot, that game, I'd never seen it before in my life. In the game, he was offsides and we cleared a ball. And obviously you want like your forwards to try to get back on side a little mm -hmm. bit didn't try at all ball bounce the guy just straight up grabs it with his hand and puts it on the ground like just no effort uh and he was just like yep that's it we're, right. we're just doing that right. there right. um but yeah i mean in, the, in trainings and stuff like i that for me was the best part because i'd get to go against him right yes and i mean he had everything he had size so you couldn't you know you could practice trying to be physical with him one day and most time it probably didn't work or you could <laughs> give him a little space, but then he would, he was like super fast and shifty with a one touch and a shot or something. Um, especially for a guy that size and, you know, he had skill, he had the, uh, quite a range of passing and stuff. So it was always fun to just try little different things, you know, uh, how I'm going to play him or whatnot. He's always throwing elbows. So I caught a couple of few <laughs> couple of elbows in there and the training, you know, but when you got the them, like if your team won and you could just tell he was pissed off, you had that like kind of smirk going in the locker room. You didn't really need to say anything because mm. he would always give it when he won. He'd make sure you knew it. But when you won, you just kind of knew You knew the type of mood he was going to be in the rest of the day. Like, yeah, that's, right. that's enough for the win. You didn't yeah. have, to, you didn't have to, to, to vocalize that with him, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I was, I mean, it was, for me, it was cool. If guy, what he, banged in like 50 goals in two years yeah yeah uh pretty incredible so what did it ever get you know come to blows between you two uh whether it was after a game or, or, or doing training did you ever hit him with a couple elbows back i mean just in training stuff like nothing full-blown but everyone probably got into it a little right. bit with him whether it was like kind of a you know we're, we're bumping each other he's throwing elbows i'm kind of pushing he wouldn't like that like stuff like that never never like full confronted him or anything i didn't personally have any like real issues with him um i don't know whether that's a good thing or not sometimes they say <laughs> if, if the guy's getting in your face that's for one reason and maybe it's a good thing um but yeah i mean definitely some guys on the team uh definitely got into it <laughs>
<laughs> are we are we naming any names or are we are we naming any that for i won't i won't name names but even in that like cincinnati game uh he he definitely went after one of our younger players and it was it was pretty rough to oh, watch man. especially because we just won like mm. we just yeah. obviously went there and won a road game and then he uh he like kicked a whiteboard Oh, and damn. and it like completely broke and there was like one of our trainers behind there like changing and it was it was actually a pretty funny moment he almost killed one of our trainers <laughs> it's like karate kick uh, oh, he's a black belt <laughs> yeah, yeah no he's i mean yeah you don't want to mess with a guy like that anyways he's yeah. he knows he knows how to fight right. um but yeah no he's he definitely that was one of the more rough ones probably <laughs> That's that's incredible though. I'm sure there's there's plenty of other stories like that. What about the Dos Santos brothers? Were they uh, equally as intense or more laid back? Yeah. Dos Santos? Oh no, they were they were different. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they weren't like you, right? Totally more laid back, more chill. I mean, they'd get feisty and into it when they needed to. Um, but yeah, they were they were not like Ibra in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's 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 a bit of a difference in, in yeah, the yeah. styles there, but. Giovanni yeah. was uh, Giovanni was seen in in LA a lot having fun. <laughs> he was outside. Yeah, he, he was, was outside. outside. Yeah, he was, but he, he had an unlucky go about it at the end, man. He yeah, he like buckled down and and really tried for it, and just it was almost like it felt like once he did that, he was he started getting all these injuries. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of weird, and like it just it was rough the way he ended it. He had a he had a really good year. I think it was like twenty eighteen, maybe something like that, and then it just you know kind of kind of fizzled out with him but man him and jonah those they're both incredible players just totally different type of players yeah um look man like i know i know you got busy schedule you you got uh you got the, a, a family at home now you're a, a, a family man so congratulations to, to you for that but before we wrap things up uh, we'd like to finish things off you know julio has some hot uh, rapid fire questions he'll put you on the hot seat for a little bit then we can wrap it up Oh, now I gotta do some thinking. Here. Yeah, no, 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 not not that bad. All right, so this when guy, it comes, this guy knows too much about my. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you guys have a documentary on on uh, Amazon for that DMS Eleven team. How Is was that? Really? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, damn! I need to check, check it out. out. If you want, you know. <laughs> eleven, eleven days, something like that is called, right? Eleven days. There you go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What year? What year was that made? Uh, I don't. What year was that made? We were probably U seventeen, I think, like seventeen, eighteen range, like okay. that. So like uh, 11, yeah, we went over to we went over to England for like almost two weeks and played against a few teams, Fulham, Aston Villa, and like our our coach because he was a, a like film guy, a theater guy. Like uh, he decided he was gonna like film it all, bring a crew, and try to make something of it. And yeah. That's dope. Yeah, people That's want crazy. to check it out. It's kind, yeah. it kind of a cool story, and like you know, they made it dramatic and stuff. Uh, Definitely it was pretty funny, and then funny for us to look back on now. Like, right. Super funny. For now, us, yeah, but... go to YouTube. You gotta see like uh, the voiceover he has in the back. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, right, it's pretty I'll funny. I'll check that out. All right, but no. So, <laughs> food, LA or Houston? Who has better food, LA well, or Houston? I'm, I'm obviously gonna say LA. <laughs> I mean, LA has incredible food, but I gotta say. Houston's got real good food over here. Like they they bring it with the food and everyone says that and I don't know what to expect, but it's we've had some good stuff out here. So just barely, but I gotta say LA. All right. So the perfect pass or the perfect shot? Uh 
Uh, in perfect shot, you're scoring a goal, right? Or yeah. is it just no, no, no you're yeah, perfect shot. All right. Um, good shoes, bad fit. Bad fit, good shoes. Same thing. I'm what? sorry. Good shoes, bad, bad fit. fit. Or, or good fit, bad, bad shoes. See, I'm sorry. Uh, hmm. Let's go with uh, oh, the shoes would ruin it, though, huh? <laughs> I was just trying to imagine. I was going to yeah. say, probably good shoes, bad fit. I don't know. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a popular one answer one. so far. That's yeah, that's a popular one. Answer. All right, teammates, uh, you want to ask me the last question? All right, yeah, you got to start one, bench one, cut one. Robbie okay. Keane, uh, Steven Gerrard, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's start Stevie G. All right. All right. Um. Hmm. 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 Is good? I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. They're right. both gonna have the same reaction. So, uh, <laughs> they're both gonna ask me off. So, uh, I mean, put Ebra on the bench and. Cut Kino. I mean, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're both. Yeah, they're both. Uh, they're there's both no winning at this point. Stuff, yeah, there's no winning that one. <laughs> all incredible, all yeah. incredible guys. Yeah. But no, they but got they, to play with you too, so there, there, there's that as well. There you go. I hope. Yeah. I hope they tell someone that one. Yeah. Stockton's <laughs> gonna watch this. Like, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're gonna show this. Go. Yeah, we're gonna show this to him. Um, hey, he's got he's got eyes and ears everywhere. You never know, man. Yeah. This guy, he's, he's up, he's up with everything. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, all right, man. Listen, like this is this is awesome. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. So, um, you know, thanks again. Best of luck to you moving forward. I know we got a little bit of international break, but the urban pitch boost is real. So if you feel you know a little extra pep in your step here in the next couple of weeks, maybe a just month, know. Um, just know that it's, yeah. it's, it's probably uh, Julio's and mine's doing. So, um, you know, um, you're welcome. Just, yeah. So just, <laughs> just ahead of time, you know, you're welcome, but uh, thank you so much again for, for joining us. This was, this is, this is great. It's a lot of fun. Um, be sure to follow Daniel stairs on, on, on socials. We'll link everything in the, in the description. Um, but you know, besides that, you know, uh, we're, we're out of here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Nah, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Always fun. Yeah. No worries. All right. Take care, man. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.